to the Flow and Flourish podcast. I am your host, Nicole Roan, and thank you for tuning in today. We are going to be talking all about career alignment today. And I have a special guest, Vanice Dulu, and her and I have actually been in the same circle since 2014. We've both been part of this self-development, sort of self-discovery circle and actually met each other in 2019 in Atlanta at a speaking and coaching event that was put on by the fabulous Miss Marshawn Evans-Daniels. And then more recently, we ended up crossing paths again in another similar program called Purpose to Platform. After learning more in depth about her and what she does, it only made sense to me to bring her onto the podcast so that we could talk about career alignment. And those of you who know me and have been here know that career alignment and anything around that is my heart and soul because I have an extensive HR background. Actually spent over a decade helping both large and small billion dollar organizations create processes, policies, building careers, all of those different things. And so I'm really excited to have her here today. If this happens to be your first time tuning into the podcast, welcome, 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 welcome. What you need to know is that this is the safe space where we talk openly and honestly about the different challenges that come across our plates as women who are managing multiple competing priorities and wearing multiple hats. And so we talk about how to really navigate through that. And I'll be providing you with different strategies, tips, different people who are experts in their own fields. And Vanice is no different. Now, if you want to learn about the five pillars that make up the Flow and Flourish podcast, then I highly suggest you either go to my YouTube channel or listen to the first couple of episodes, first five or six to be exact, of the podcast. And make sure you subscribe while you're doing that because it'll really give you an opportunity to learn more about what this podcast is all about. Before I get too carried away, let me just go ahead and introduce Miss Vanice. Vanice Dulu is a transformational speaker and career coach who specializes in career alignment. As the founder of Vanice Consults, she helps women to increase their confidence. And she does this because she believes that self-worth has a great impact on our career and life decisions. She has a proprietary process where she walks women through self-discovery, shifting their mindset, and choosing a career that aligns with who they are as a whole. She does that by offering some specific results-based coaching, speaking, and courses. She's partnered with colleges, corporations, and churches to help women by educating and equipping them to positively transition their mindsets. She's worked with organizations such as Kelly Phillips Publishing, Skyview Nursing Center, Oklahoma City Juvenile Detention Center, and many, many more. Without any further ado, please welcome Vanice to the Flow and Flourish podcast. Welcome to the Flow and Flourish podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh my goodness. So much to talk about. It's helpful when I have guests on to have them kind of start and talk a little bit about how they got into this space what it is that they're kind of working on. And I did, of course, give you an intro already for the podcast. So um, I want to just dive in a little bit. And before we do that, how do you say your last name? Because I cannot say it for the life of me. Dulu. 
Dulu. I done said Dolu, Delulu. <laughs> so Vanny. All right. Dulu. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. Tell me, how did you come to be a coach around career alignment? Ooh, wow, that is a loaded question. I'm see if I can give you a condensed version. <laughs> For me, I mean, I wasn't always, you know, known as anywhere near like of career alignment. I was definitely out of alignment myself, to be honest with you. Uh, but I didn't realize it. I just, you know, I realized just like how frustrated I was like at work. I came home tired and just like stressed. I didn't have like any more energy. I was just frustrated a lot, like it worked, to be honest. Not being able to get like the different positions that I thought that I wanted or also being overlooked, but they would make sure that I would have to do like the work and all these. It was just so much. So I'm like, so I'm good enough to train, mm -hmm. but I'm not necessarily good enough to go ahead and do it myself. I'm like, I can create the policy and show somebody else that don't know how to do it. And I remember I was like literally so ticked off because I'm like, look here, I didn't went to school. <laughs> and now it's like, I drove, I went driving, I went to like this park and I, I literally like yelled to God. I said, what do you, I'm not going to yell too loud on her, but I was like, what do you want from me? What do you want? Like I yelled at him and I was crying, like, seriously, like, what do you want? I'm like, I'm up here trying to figure this thing out. You know, it's like you say that you'll give us the desires of a heart, you know, but simultaneously, you don't even know what your own desires are, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? And so how can you say that he failed you when you failed yourself without learning yourself first? And yes. so with that, you know, that's why I uh, created like the system of, you know, choose a career that aligns with your shoes. And that basically goes with you finding yourself first, figuring out what is it that I truly want. That way I can choose a place or choose a career, not just a career, but also a work environment because that matters as well for your mental health and all that. Mm -hmm. But that way you'll actually be in alignment. And I'm like, okay, I'm 35 right now. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I'm like, if I'm struggling, I know other people out there is struggling and stuff like that too. And so, you know, it's my desire for people to be in alignment with what it is that they're doing. And I feel like a way for alignment is definitely, it definitely impacts all other areas of your life. But I feel like a way through alignment, you can find it through like your career. And so okay. I just get frustrated anymore <laughs> and yelling at God, like you on his level or something like that. <laughs> hey, yo, God. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, hey, yo, what's the deal? Like, what's up, <laughs> sir? <laughs> no, that's yeah, perfect. I and yeah. I think that most from my experience, most pushes or businesses and great things come out of that frustration. And we end up creating the things that we need or that we didn't have. Mm -hmm. And so one of the biggest reasons that I wanted to bring you on the podcast is because, you know, I have my different pillars, my flow <laughs> pillars. And one of the major ones that is near and dear to my heart coming from the HR sector with over a decade of experience in HR leadership is career alignment. And when it comes specifically to the workflow pillar, I really focus on fulfillment and balance. Exactly. Exactly. I'm there with you. Cause like, I feel like that is how you're going to, to be in alignment is fulfillment. I feel like I interchange those, those words can be used interchangeably, so to speak. Definitely. I agree with you 100%, 100%. 
because that's my freebie that I have for people whenever they come to my site. It's a six pillars to career fulfillment and it spells out my shoes. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Well, let's <laughs> talk about that a little bit. We can get into the freebie in a minute. But mm-hmm. when it comes to fulfillment, I know personally, I wasn't able to really articulate that I wasn't fulfilled, right? I was job hopping or I was taking on different projects and then still wondering why. I just, this some may right and I couldn't put my finger on it. In your experience, and I think you've touched on this a little bit already, but what does not being fulfilled look like or show up as? I feel like it shows up like in depression. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel like it shows up in stress. I feel like it shows up in trying to force yourself to fit in somewhere where you don't. It shows up in frustration. It can also show up like in different areas, like in your life. Like I said, I'm coming home. This can have an impact like on your marriage, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, it can show up like in marital issues. It can show up in issues like I don't have like any children, but I have like lots of nieces and nephews. So it can show up in frustration towards like your children or any Mm -hmm. loved one like in your life because you don't even know what's going on, but you're taking out your frustrations on them. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like you mad at the toilet paper. Why come? You ain't put the toilet paper away that I told you to put that bag on toilet paper. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not knowing that you're really just ticked off. <laughs> About work. You're not fulfilled. Something that's like, fulfillment, I feel like, is you knowing that something is missing. Mm-hmm. But you just don't know what it is. Something feels off. The fact that you're tired all the time. Why are you tired all the time? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you went to sleep on time. <laughs> Like you didn't switch the game up. You didn't start working out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you didn't start drinking the water. You eating mm-hmm. right. And, all this, and, and that's still not helping. It might help a little bit, but you still feeling like something is lost. And so I feel like it comes when, especially when you're trying different things, you're trying all these other different avenues to try to fix something. You know, you're constantly trying to fix yourself and everything. And it's just like something is still off. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you taste, that, you taste that recipe. Something's something right. And it's funny you say that. And I like the analogy that you use because I remember even back in who I want to say 2012, I felt like something was missing, but I didn't know what it was. And at first I'm like, well, maybe it's because I want to be a stay at home mom. And that wasn't the case. God bless everybody. That's a stay at home mom. I get it. It's a lot of work. And so I thought switching jobs was going to, you know, scratch that itch. It didn't do it. And so I thought maybe it was the organization. Now, that place was very, very toxic. And I know you've talked about toxic work environments and them being similar to domestic violence. So we won't get into that now. But even there, went to another organization, doubled my salary and was like, oh, something still ain't right. And ultimately, it boiled down to me not really being fulfilled, but specifically not having the level of impact that I wanted to have, feeling this calling to know that there's something bigger. Mm -hmm. And so as far as other signs, I want to add to what you said by saying, you know, when you are really disengaged from your work, that's a key sign. That's a huge one. I like Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And that can show up in little subtle ways, right? Like you are, you know that you get stuff done and you do it well. When you're disengaged, you find yourself procrastinating, doing things at the last minute, Mm -hmm. giving like, excuse my language, but half-assed work. 
And then you start to feel bad about what you've turned in and then you start playing tricks on yourself. And so I want to segue into self-worth because that's also something that you talk about. And I don't believe that people make the connection to self-worth and we need to explore that. Mm-hmm. So talk to me a little bit of how you came up with the idea or what you think about self-worth being tied to career alignment and how they kind of flow together. Okay. I've used a lot of examples of like relationships because people like romance relationships, because everyone has had like a horrible relationship or know somebody that's had like a horrible relationship. And girl, work is a relationship. You spend more time at work than you do at home and with friends and more than you spend sleeping. Like you spend at work. It's a whole relationship. It is. It is. It definitely is. And so, you know, with that, I think that whenever you don't truly know like your worth, whenever you don't truly know your value, who you are like as a whole, you're going to go ahead and you go ahead and get in that relationship with that guy it looked good like on the surface, you know? So then what you do is like, you stick in that relationship, you stick it out. Mm -hmm. So that's like someone is like, I'm going to stick in this job and stick it out and just keep trying. And hopefully maybe they will change or you're trying to change something about yourself to make sure that you can fit in with him in his world, you know, Mm -hmm. or you're overly understanding, so to speak. Um, I'm not going to say overly understanding. I can say overly accommodating for what it is so far as like for them to change like some situations and not understanding that, you know what, they set in their ways, like this is what it is that they want, you know? And so it's like, why are you sitting up here changing who you are? Who you are is worthy. You are worth what it is that you want. You're more than enough. more than just money. You know what I'm saying? It's more than, and some people will equate it to, since I'm talking about like the career, it's just like, yeah, pay me what I'm worth. No, it's also about treatment. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. treat me how it is that I'm worth. You know, we talked about the toxic work environment, not to go too heavy or too deep into it. But it's like, you be sitting up here like, you could be getting paid that Skrilla Illa. You know, you're getting paid that money. But yet they treating you like you ain't worth that Skrilla Illa that yep. you get, you know? Yep. And so that's how I feel like in regards to, you know, self-worth with like career and career like alignment is like you accepting lower treatment or like lower pay or just not something that just, it just doesn't fit. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't fit with who I say that I am. It doesn't fit Mm -hmm. with the values that are near and true and dear to my heart. Uh, Mm -hmm. But yet I'm still going ahead and allowing it. And I feel like the reason why you got into the relationship or the reason why you stuck within the relationship is because you didn't truly know your work. You didn't truly know your package. You didn't know your whole value. And so that is why people go ahead and stay. Or the other thing with it, I'm going to tell you is, remember what relationships? So you ever had that friend that instead of her and they didn't left this job or they didn't left it. Let me go back to the relationship. They left that dude and they jumped into another daggone relationship. And you're like, girl, do you not? No, that's the same that he just got a different name and a it's different face because you didn't take the time to figure out who you are and mm-hmm. figure out why I chose because at the end of the day not to be like harsh but at the end of the day yes that environment is toxic yes they are treating you bad but at the end of the day you chose them yes and so it's like why did I choose them So it's like, let me take a step back and figure out why I even got into that relationship before I go ahead and enter another one. 
there were some red flags. I'm pretty yeah. sure that I ignored her. There I was, was just going to say that too. That I could have, or I could have got into it, but gotten out a lot earlier to where I didn't have all of these other different moves to happen and take more time to be able to get over. And so it's just like, you jump from one job to the next. Yeah, you in a different environment, but yet it's some of the same toxicity. It's some of the same type of people. You know, did you interview them? They interviewed you. Did you, what did you ask them within the interview? Did they line up with the things that you wrote down that you wanted? Yes. And you're preaching to the choir. Listen, you know, everybody comes to me as an HR leader, especially around my friends and family and even with clients to ask about, you know, should I accept this job offer? And what kind of questions should I ask? And yeah, you can Google questions and you can do all of that. But what's important to you, right? What's important to you? What matters to you? Because I have a whole set of questions that I ask genuinely. And I think people sometimes forget that a job or career I said, but those are your questions. Yeah, they're my questions. They're mm-hmm. not going to fit you. You know, mm-hmm. maybe having uh, work-life balance isn't important to you. Or maybe having the ability to travel isn't important to you. But you have to figure out what you want. And part of that comes from pumping your brakes, like you said. Yeah. Whether you're jumping into a relationship with another person or jumping into a relationship with another employer, if you don't know what you want, and you couple that with not knowing your value, you're in trouble out the gate. I also find that most times people don't leave either relationship because number one, they're comfortable being uncomfortable, right? Like they've settled and said, you know what? I've been here 10 years. It ain't going to get no better than this, whether that's a person or a job. Yeah. And Also, there's this fear, right? And that's rooted in your self-worth or lack of it as well. Like, I can't do any better. I don't deserve any better. And so we spend so much time in places and in relationships that don't fit us. That's the only thing that they're going to hire me for. And I don't want to do that. So I might as well just stay here. At least I know what my benefits are. Listen, (laughs) benefits coming from somebody who has a daughter who suffered chronic migraines, I've been the one to be like, you know what? These benefits too good. They treat me like crap, but I'm going to stay for the benefits. Not realizing you're going to have to utilize those benefits because of the mental anguish that you're under, because of the stress. That's how I was like counseling. Like, it's like, gosh, like, but I need the benefits to help me out with counseling. Child, why do you need the counseling? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Get to the root. Perhaps if you got something else, you would need all of you would need all these office visits. You know what I'm saying? Because of the mental anguish that's going on, like you said. Yeah, people don't stop to do a root cause analysis and figure out why. And again, I am one to say that I've been a serial job dater and Mm -hmm. jump from one to the next. And (laughs) I was talking about in one of the other podcasts how. And one of these really, really, really toxic work environments where I was making more money than I've ever made. I was so excited because I had a parking space with my name on it and they let me pick the paint colors in the office. So I was like, oh, who does that? Right. Listen, but meanwhile, I have the CFO hollering at me about not getting his lunch like I'm his secretary. 
yeah. And having, yeah, like just the leadership being bonkers. And I'm like, okay, is that parking space and this paint color worth that? Because it's not. And so we sometimes romanticize the different benefits that we get from these jobs, not really paying attention to how they're making us feel. And so I'm so glad for the work that you do. So I want to talk a little bit about some of the things that you do. You talked about your career alignment blueprint, and Mm -hmm. I know you still have your Elevate Your Mind, Elevate Your Self-Worth programs. Talk Mm -hmm. to me a little bit about those. So the career alignment blueprint is I'm giving you a map. I'm giving you that blueprint to show you, hey, these are the steps. (laughs) This is the system that you need to be able to choose a career that aligns with you, that aligns with your own personal shoes. And so we dissect very, very heavily into going into, okay, what are my shoes? And so it's like, you're learning your shoes. And then I provide systems on so far as showing you, okay, well, how are you going to advertise yourself? You know, so we're going over like showing you how to write your own resume Mm -hmm. (laughs) because some people might not necessarily like know how because it's like okay you go through this the the main thing let me back up is that it's not about your your resume having a beautiful resume Mm -hmm. uh first of all because you can have that and you can still be lost Mm -hmm. but i go through those steps first before i show them hey this is how you're going to be able to orchestrate your resume Mm-hmm. So I provide them like the steps one by one so the way they don't have to go pay someone else to go ahead and do their resume. Mm-hmm. So going over that and also going over like interview and then also going over like negotiation. And then it's like, girl, you better go get that job. Right. And <laughs> yes, be I'm prepared sure to going. negotiate. Yeah. So I'm like, look, this is how you're going to choose. And so we have them choose one specific job because the days are over of having, you know, that generic resume. You know, it's like, child, uh, I used to pick out, you know, resumes in those days. I was like, what does this have to do with the job announcement? Like, <laughs> yep. Nothing. Tell me nothing about what it is that I wanted. <laughs> Talk about alignment, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what is this? No, pal. You know, you know how, look, you said you HR. Yes. You know like, I know you read, read the job resume. description and your resume don't match at all. Like, yeah, are you kidding me? Nothing. Yeah, so providing like different tips and showing them about like, you know, artificial intelligence and how some people will use that to be able to, you know, pick things out. You know, what are like those mm-hmm. keywords that you need to look out for? So it's like yes. how to write that resume for that specific job, because if not, you're getting to know. And also let them know, don't be putting all that daggone crap on your resume. If it's not mm-hmm. relevant, don't put it on there. Don't nobody it care. It doesn't matter. Nobody cares that you were a manager 25 years ago. What does that have to do? Unless it's transferable skills, right? Yeah, and and it still has to speak to the stuff. I think of it like as speed dating, even though I've yes. never did done speed dating. I wanted <laughs> to speed date. It looked fun, but scary. <laughs> Sidebar. <laughs> what I've seen on TV. Look, from what I've seen right. on TV, same. Um, when you see that person that's having like their speed dating, and then they get there and they like. And I do this and I do this and I do that. And they're like, swipe like next or whatever. Like, what the heck? Overload, information overload. This is too much. (laughs) Yes. I do not want a second date with this person. You will not get my phone number. Do not collect 200. No. So, um, yeah, I think it was like that. And so it's like you have to um, 
although you might have all of that, you know, beautiful stuff, it's like, okay, it's also not showing too much cleavage, so to speak. You know, it's just like a little shoulder action. You know what I'm saying? Let them have a little bit of wonder. And then when, then when you give me that alpha, you know what I'm saying? Then when I get there, then I can tell you some other different, you know, we can talk about those other things possibly in the interview because then they'll be able to know about different, they might have a project that some of these other things, oh, we think that you'd be wonderful for, you know, blase, blase, but it's don't, you know, don't, don't give them too much information at the beginning. Yeah. That's it's good. too much. That's really, really good. I want to circle back to something you said earlier and thinking about how, if you've been in a job for, so when you realize that you're not in alignment and you want to start pursuing a new job, how do you go about doing that? Because some people can say all day long, like, yeah, I'm not in alignment, but where do I go from here? I would definitely say figure out your shoes. Like if you wanted to look at that, you could do that. If it's things that sounds a little bit interesting to you, one thing that I like people to do is to do informational interviews because that is how you find out some different things about that. So when you're going over like your shoes and learning about yourself, go ahead and do an informational interview with somebody that you know that's in or reach out to somebody that you don't know on LinkedIn and find out the intricacies of that particular job as well as that particular environment. It's not about necessarily that I'm trying to pitch myself to get a job. You're going for educational purposes, period, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's how you get to learn because it's like, you know, truth be told, some things are just not out there or like you don't know, like you don't have that exposure, which is why sometimes people jump, 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 jump. And so mm-hmm. it's, also trying to jump to figure out what do I like? What do I like? Um, and when you jump and you don't know and you don't like it, ooh, right. baby. <laughs> right? You know. <laughs> that informational like, interview would have came in handy. Yeah. So, yeah, the information interview helps out so much, like helps you to avoid a headache or elongating the headache, the current headache that you already have, you know? I would say definitely um, if someone, you know, is not going to go through like a program, I would say, shoot, girl, go do some informational interviews with some stuff that you think does sound interesting to you. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, and get some tips, you know, from them, you know, how did they get there? What are some different ways, you know, some different, what are some traditional as well as non-traditional ways to be able to enter in, you know, this particular way? Mm So, um, yeah, definitely informational interviewing, more so asking the questions of the things that you would need to know. Instead of just like you can find some stuff on YouTube, but it might not necessarily be as in depth as you would need and that you would be able to get provided to you from that informational interview. Mm-hmm. I know another thing that I used personally was doing research on the company, right? Not only because I want to sound smart and, you know, being in HR, I know what I need to know before I go in for this interview, but really to take a look at does what this company stand for match my values. And so with that too, not only just looking through their website and stuff, I would go and look at reviews of the company. Oh, yes. It's me on press hand. Yeah, because it's like, you know, it is like dating. You're gonna, Mm -hmm. you know, put your best self forward, right? But you want to be able to hear from other people on what their experience was like. I can't tell you how many times I've had people reach out to me on LinkedIn and on Indeed and saying, oh, we have an opening for this, that, and the third. And I'm like, oh, that's not a little interesting. Let me take a look. And they have all these negative reviews about their management, about their benefits, about all of that. And I'm like, "Mm, no, thank you. Not interested. 
So there was a post that you made around people think they know what they're good at, but they really don't. And so I want to talk from that perspective, right? Because sometimes you're out of alignment because you think you like this or you think you're good at X, Y, and Z because you've done it for so long. So how do people tap into that piece of figuring out what they're good at? So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's a good, good question. Uh-huh. And this is something that I do offer within my program. I want to say assessments are like excellent, but I would say find an objective assessment. What I've had experience with like in the past is the subjective assessments will, is really just regurgitating what it is that you told it. Yes, I am excellent at lifting weights. I lift 200 pounds and it's going to come back and tell you, girl, you, you lift 200, you know what I'm saying? It's just going to reformat it and just tell you what it is. And so an objective assessment, you know, is comparing your results to uh, different ones. You have to know like what your natural abilities are. You have to know those. And so uh, that is for you to be able to find out what you're good at because your natural abilities, you might be high like in one area and it'll be able to show you, okay, Uh, Since I'm high, like in these particular like abilities, this will align better with these particular careers if that is something that I'm interested in. And Mm -hmm. so I would say definitely um, uh, being able to take like an objective assessment. The one that I actually offer within my program is Highlands Ability Battery. Ooh, Um, I've never heard of that. Talk to me about that. Yeah. So it has like 19 different abilities that it goes over. It's going over like your personal, so far as like finding out like, the personal part is definitely like a self, but the other part for the abilities is objective. And so we're seeing, okay, okay, how do I do like on these particular tests? And so the whole thing about like your natural abilities that you need to know and that we often neglect or we think that we're good at, is not to say that you cannot do it. We can do anything that we put our minds to. Mm -hmm. But the whole thing with the natural ability is figuring out, okay, an ability is something that you do great at that takes you less time less energy, and less effort than most people. Say that one more time, because that's really, really good. Yeah, so a natural ability is something that you do well that does not take you as much time, as much energy, and effort. And we neglect those things, because why? We work in a society in America, it tells us, you know, if you ain't working, you know, uh, you you supposed to spend all this energy, spend all this energy, and that's what work is, it's like, no, work is also not spending, you know, all of that energy. That's how the whole natural abilities, you know, come into place. And so like within that, I'm able to pair it and figure out, okay, you have ability combinations, ability patterns and figuring out, okay, what are some good positions, like I said, that aligns with this. And so then we take that and we research those as well as like, you know, companies and everything. So the way you can figure out, because that was one of the things that, that had helped me to be honest, um, because I did not know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, like that was another part of my first year. Everybody say like, whatever you do naturally, whatever you do easy, you know, I'm like, I don't know what I do easy. Like you, you <laughs> overlooking it, you know? Right. Cause it's that easy. I can go back to that moment. Like, what you mean? Like, I don't know. <laughs> How are you going to tell me to list what I do easily what when I mean? don't know? <laughs> Exactly. And then you can't always ask your friend. You be seeing them people on, on American Idol tryouts. You in church. Girl, you sound real good. Same, baby. Same. Your friends be lying to you. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes. Like, yes. uh, you did so good. Not knowing that you that you was up all night doing it. Like, it did come out good, but you were spending all that daggone time in it. You know it wasn't saying? just natural. Yeah. Right. Oh, so this, I love that. 
this is one of the things that I do uh, when I'm teaching people or training people like on like their natural ability. So I want you to do this exercise with me. Okay. Okay. I think I can do that. All right. So I want you to cross your arms. However you cross your arms. Okay. All right. Now uncross your arms. Okay. Now I want you to cross your arms again, but I want you to cross them differently. So far as whichever one was on top, that one goes on bottom. That feels odd. Oh, it felt odd. Tell me some more about that. It feels weird and uncomfortable. Like I had to think more about how to place my arms. Exactly. And that's what abilities are. And ability Mm -hmm. is, it wasn't that you couldn't do it. I just saw you do it before my eyes. You did it just fine. But Mm -hmm. I saw you take the time to think. You didn't think with the other one. You just like, girl, I got this. I'm not a This ain't hard. I like this assessment. (laughs) I got this. Sign me up. (laughs) <laughs> and so that's how it is like with our natural abilities. And so you could do it the other way, another way that might be more natural to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So it's the, the other thing about the assessment that I like is this, you have like high, medium and lows, but for some particular positions, like it's not, a, it's not a pass or fail. Right. And so you might be low, but a low in one of the continuums is good depending on what position that you want. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Depending- not necessarily that you want or that you, and so it, it helps you to like streamline this. Like it helps to prioritize them, so to speak, or puts them like in order, the combinations. And it shows you, oh, wow. I thought that I was interested in this, but this is like number five mm-hmm. or number way down here. And so it helps me to erase some of the interest that I thought that I had. It's like, just because you're interested in, you know what I'm saying? Like, look at how much more time, energy, and effort it's going to take you to do this. So whenever I was there. able to like, let go of that and look at like, okay, literally really appreciate who I am and the abilities that God went ahead and gave me, mm-hmm. then I feel like that helps to make the process better. Because that's, like I said, that's one of the things that helped me. I was so frustrated. Went to school and got all these degrees and stuff like that. And I'm up here doing this administrative assistant for the chief of staff. Ooh, girl. <laughs> you know what I'm saying I'm like I don't know not really understanding that she had me doing some of the things that I was naturally gifted at but Mm -hmm. now I'm playing it and so I didn't understand and so one of the things that I do within my nine to five now is instructional design Mm. my top ability pattern is visual technical creative like everybody you know I'm saying can do some stuff like with computers right everybody can do you know you know everybody cannot Right. It wasn't, it wasn't coming to me. And so I'm like, oh, okay. And so with it, it, it shows you different jobs, what it looks like in different industries. Okay. Like, it look like graphic work. It could possibly look like instructional design, which is what I chose because I'm into training, you know? Mm-hmm. And so for me, that was like the easiest transition, you know, so to speak to where I wouldn't have to learn like as much um, okay. to get it. You still have to have skills, you know, you have abilities, but then you also have like, you know, skills as well. And that's, a part of like performance. One of my mentors, she has said that performance is abilities and skills combined together. Mm-hmm. So you, still have that, you know, but for me, I'm gonna say it's ability, skills, and will. <laughs> and like, will, yeah. You know what I mean? You're gonna have the ability, you're gonna have the skill, but are you willing to go ahead? And do are you willing to do it? And I want to add to that too, because from an HR perspective, I know when I've been reviewing resumes or considering someone for a promotion whether it's a lateral move to get them the experience they need to go where they really want to go. I am not only looking at the abilities and skills, we look at KSAs, which is knowledge, skills, and ability. 
is there anything you can recommend for people to kind of check in on themselves on all three of those areas? Because part of this kind of ties into when you negotiate and when you're looking for an opportunity, knowing what you bring to the table, right? So what knowledge do you have that sets you apart? What kind of skills do you have that pertain to the role or roles that you're applying for? And you combine that with your abilities. Mm -hmm. So Um, do your assessments cover any of the knowledge skill-based pieces too? In the program, we do go over that, but not necessarily the assessment. And that's okay, because you got to get into that, right? But one thing that I will say with that is you have to like, this is a part of like the research. And so one thing, you know, that you would need to do is compare, like, how you're going to see yourself as like more marketable and be able to negotiate is to see what are they saying that they want? Do I meet all of these skills? Looking at like, okay, what technology are they saying that they want? Do I have just one? Because they might say this or, okay, Mm -hmm. I got both of them. And it's not just that particular one, it's comparing it, like looking at about five different ones out there and seeing, okay, and comparing like, okay, I see that this is a top knowledge or this is a top skill or this is a top ability trait that they have there. And so looking at different job announcements, job descriptions and comparing and analyzing those to Mm -hmm. see, so well, shoot, I pretty much got everything that all five of these particular places, different agencies or different companies, you know, want. Oh, well, then I, I definitely can get this moolah to the ula, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> because I got it all. You know, it's like, I got what you want as well as these other particular, you know, places, you know. Mm-hmm. So look, yeah, looking at that, that's one way to look at it. But also, I would say just be open to training. Okay. Training that's so open. key. Because you can't think you know everything, right? And, like, And even if you do know it, you can always improve. Is <laughs> the way mm-hmm. that I you can always improve. And so one place that I send a lot of people to is I say, I go to udemy.com. If it's something on there that you think that you're not necessarily as confident in or that you need to like, you haven't, go on udemy.com. They have training for like so many like different technology stuff. And it's out on the main. Yeah, very, very cheap. Yeah. Some of the stuff you might see that's like 100 or $200. But let me give you a little tippy tip. Come through Not with the tips. Friday, but Udemy.com always got themselves. I always tell my clients, I said, don't you ever go in there and buy nothing for nothing on the full price for Udemy because yeah. they don't have a sale next week. Yep, they always do. And I've purchased things off of there before too. Yeah. And so for I everybody listening. Wrong, you know what I was saying. Like, how do you pronounce it? I say Udemy. <laughs> That's why I'm <laughs> like, huh? <laughs> but everybody's saying it in a different way. It's U-D-E-M-Y dot com. And they have so many different things that you can learn. And like you said, when you sign up for the emails, you get those flash, hey, everything's on sale for $10.99 for the next 14 hours. Go get your course. More than like $10, $15 on anything on Udemy.com. And it helps me to put those other different things like on my resume, something that I didn't have before. And you Mm -hmm. go ahead and it on it like oh no I got trading in this I like that you can check out the reviews there remember we were talking about reviewing and researching yes so ma'am I like to review the different instructors reviewing what the other students are saying and I like the fact that they update the course if there's an update you bought it you get stuck with the updates too you yep. get to get, um even if you're still taking it's like uh, you know what I'm gonna be finished or I'll you know I'll be have executed or completed this particular program or this particular training. Then so is there anything else that you can be able to do 
you know, within this negotiation, you know, whenever you're in a negotiation phase, uh, ask them about the money. It's like, yeah. Or even if you don't say, oh, well, yeah, I've researched that. I saw that that's what you had. And I just purchased that. And so right now I've been taking it. And so that shows that you are, that you have the initiative. And so initiation, you know, speaks high as well. You know, you don't want somebody to tell you all the time, go, so like, oh, do so, it. So I know that I have a little bit of a weakness and I'm going to, and the person is going to go ahead. No, that looks really, really good. It does. And I'm glad you mentioned that because again, on the HR side, we have, I've used, and anybody who's been in HR will know this, you know, we have our employees who are considered high potential, right? And with high potential, it's not just that you do your job well. But you take this initiative and you take it to a whole nother level, right? And you have the desire to be able to do that. It's really where initiative, desire, and performance all kind of meet. And so I'm glad that you mentioned that because what I see a lot of is that people say, well, I want to be promoted because I've been in the role for X amount of years or because so-and-so promised me. Okay, but what are you doing above and beyond your job? to To do that. (laughs) right? So that's something that's changing a lot. I've worked with a lot of different organizations, billion dollar organizations, global organizations. That is a recurring theme. So thank you for bringing that up. I want to ask you one more thing too. So kind of decoding job descriptions. You had a post on Instagram that said something along the lines of, I'm not qualified for the job because I don't meet all of the requirements. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about that real quick? Because that's a whole lie. Yeah, we do that a lot. And when I say we, I'm going to say woman of color or woman, period, as well as you'll have individuals that may not be of color or may not be woman. Uh, sometimes men can look at it and they're going to see, oh, okay, I can do 50% of it. I'm I can qualified. do three of them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sign me up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got that. That's me, you know? And so it's like, uh, no. Appreciate your confidence, but you don't meet the requirements. That's when you get those resumes that are like, you. But look, and sometimes they will get hired because you get the confidence to go ahead and apply for because they went ahead and put something else on their resume. But they said, no, I'm going to go ahead and put it on there because that's what some people will do. They will put it on there. And Mm -hmm. I, I work with individuals that overly express, fake it till you make it. Let me just say this. There's a difference between faking it till you're making it. I got I work with people that been faking it for five plus years and they never and they made it a, and they that's just to, a whole lie. That ain't faking till you make it. That's the whole thing. And so that's not anywhere near what I am encouraging. <laughs> but you can. I do I I know what you're saying. That fake it till you make it. Cause even when I've applied for stretch roles, right? Like when yeah. I came out of I don't most people don't know that I started in an administrative assistant role. Okay. Ended up into the HR leadership space. But when I decided that I knew I needed to get into HR, I had to fake it till I made it a little bit, but they were relatable and transferable skills. And so it's an opportunity for you to say, hey, I may not have all of these, but guess what? I've done this, this, and this. And then being able to articulate that during an interview. Yes. And that's when you're actually going through, like, like we were saying earlier about decoding, like what it is that they're saying, whenever you get more uh, familiar, when you're going through the resumes or going through the job announcements, I should say, and speaking to doing an information interview, 
that's when you start learning some of the, not necessarily industry, like, yeah, you could say industry language. It is. You can speak the language, you know, what it is within the interview. That is where the articulation, you know, comes from, is the research that you did. Because you said, you know, you like to, you know, research like the companies and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I most- feel like a stalker because me being HR, I'm like, not. And so let me put this disclaimer. If it's a job that I'm looking at, I'm researching the company and trying to see, you know, the different reviews, that sort of things. And if I'm interested, then I still go ahead and apply. Mm -hmm. And then once it gets to the interview phase, I take my research a little bit deeper. I want to dive deep into what their company values are. I want to know more about how many employees they have. Where are the different locations that they're at? And then I'm trying to find who the other people are on LinkedIn that they're connected Mm -hmm. to to see if we have a similar connection or some sort of similarity that you can bring up in the interview. That's a whole nother topic. I feel like we're going to have to do like a workflow series together. Listen, I think it's important for people to know, especially women, as you mentioned, and in particular women of color, that just because you don't have all of the requirements that you see on the job description, don't be discouraged from applying. Come reach out to us so we can help you get your life. Right. You need to, you, like you were saying earlier, you had mentioned that stretching without you, if you're going to go ahead and apply for something that you can just, that there's no stretch, child, you're going to be bored in three months. <laughs> you're going to be back looking, you know what I'm saying? You ain't got no growth. You ain't serial no growth. job, Dayton. And now you mad and now you looking again and you, and you ticked off again because this job did not provide anywhere near any fulfillment. There's no growth, nothing. Yeah. But then it's going to take you a while to be able to move. You didn't win. It's going to take you a while to move, you know, up. You got to learn what it is that you're doing or you got to show them, you know, display, you know, some stuff. One place that I'm going to say, you know, because we were talking when you say KSAs with the knowledge, skills and abilities, when you were talking about researching a company and I do look on those, like I look at like Glassdoor and like LinkedIn and all that stuff. But one other place I look at in reference to KSAs or not reference to KSAs, but when you said that, it made me think, okay, yeah, federal government. What I do is I go to bestplacestowork.org. Ooh. Now, bestplacestowork.org, um, you know, at the end of the year, we just had ours. We have this FEVS, Federal Employee Viewpoint Survey. Ooh. Are those similar to like engagement surveys? Yeah. Okay. That is where you have the employees that are saying how they feel about that particular company. And so you're able to go back about a good, like, 10 years even. And so you're able to see, okay, did they improve from last year to this year or did they decrease? And how much did they decrease by? And so it's able, you're able to look at large companies, medium-sized companies, and small-sized companies. And you're able to see the demographics. Mm-hmm. Are there people that like me there? You know what I'm saying? Looking at all of that particular information. And so that is one of the free places that I tell people, this is where you're going to go to find out some different stuff to see, you know, uh, one of the other things that I tell them to do with looking at the company is looking at the leadership. What does the leadership look like? (laughs) Right. That speaks volumes and tells you what the opportunity is for advancement. Right. Like look at the C-suite. Yeah. And then, you know, the executives in the C-suite, look at the the regular managers. Right. Mm -hmm. They picture might not be there, but they picture going to be on LinkedIn. It will be. Exactly. You got to research them. (laughs) And that's the truth. Like people don't sometimes think that they have to do that amount of research. But again, you are entering into an agreement and into a relationship. 
I know we talked about this a little bit earlier, but there are red flags that pop up. When I was looking for a job, if I see a role that's interesting and I'm like, oh, let me take a little bit of a you know deeper dive into this company. If I see some things in that research that mm-hmm. are red flags, I'm cutting it out. Like I'm not going to move forward. Yeah. And so we have to start getting comfortable with saying, yeah, it's saying that the salary for this role is $100,000, but you see that there's nobody there that looks like you, mm-hmm. right? You see all these negative reviews from past employees, keeping mm-hmm. the mindset that, you know, you never know why somebody left. They could have been fired for a policy violation yeah. or, you know, left on their own accord. But sis, don't ignore the red flags. Yeah. Like, I, mean, there's, I know that there's three stories. Yeah. Your story, my story, and then there's the truth, so to speak, you know. Yes. It's something in there that's going to reveal something to me about what it is that the person said. So trust your spidey senses. Trust them. Trust them, trust them, trust them. So because I've been in that situation. I also shared in one of the podcasts that that same place where I had that parking spot. When the offer came in, while I was excited because it was such a huge increase, me knowing what I know, being an HR leader. I'm like, I'm finna negotiate because I know the first offer ain't always the real offer. Mind you, I only asked for maybe 3,500 more. So it wasn't even a huge ask. Mm-hmm. The response was, you let the air out of my sails by asking for more. Sure. And so me being in the position that I was in at the time, I'm like, well, now I'm second guessing. I shouldn't have negotiated. I shouldn't have, shouldn't have, shouldn't have. I just damn shouldn't have taken that job is what it was because it was one of the worst places I've ever worked. So I want to encourage listeners to, you know, even if you're in those offer stages, don't not pay attention to those red flags because they do pop up, but you're, you are choosing to ignore them. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And negotiate all the time. If, the, if you were a guy that was negotiating for that, they would have been just ready for it and ready to go back at you with something else. Yeah. With a different offer, you know, a counter offer, so to speak, but because you're a woman. And I was really the only person of color of two other people. So that's a whole other story, but whatever. (laughs) Uh, Well, you better be glad I sent you an offer. (laughs) You unworthy. (laughs) Pretty much. And so that sometimes does things to our self-esteem, self-confidence and our self-worth as well. I had to pick myself up off of that. So, but anywho. Before I let you go completely, I have a couple of questions. And the first one is, if you could go back in time and give your 17-year-old self one piece of advice and one piece of advice only, what would it be and why? Mm, Lord, Jesus. I know, that's kind of deep, right? My 17-year-old self? Mm Mm-hmm. And I picked 17 because I feel like that's on the crux of where major changes take place. Oh, it is. It is. You know? I'm I'm trying to go back to that moment, right? Like, Uh, hey, girl, hey. Right? I would say, and I got to give you a back end on this. Yeah, because you you, you did ask me to give a back end. Go right ahead. I would, the advice that I would tell my 17-year-old self would be to honor your work. Um, gave me goosebumps. (laughs) It would be honor your worth. And the reason why I say that is because my mom had always said, know your worth, baby girl, know your worth. And um, I just feel like, of course, like I learned my worth later, but just because you know your worth doesn't mean that you're honoring it. Ooh, we, you know, Mm. 
And just yes. because you know your worth doesn't mean that you are holding other people in your life accountable to honoring your worth. And so it's twofold. And so that's why I would say, girl, honor your worth. Yeah. I was wondering the why, because I'm like, what about no in my head? But you're so right. Oftentimes, even if we know our worth, we don't honor it and we don't expect or hold others accountable to honor it. That's so good. Ooh, we. <laughs> knowledge is power. Knowledge is only power if you use it. Yes. Girl, you coming in here to snatch edges, huh? Come <laughs> on, <all> sis. <laughs> Being that this is the Flow and Flourish podcast, how do you make sure you flow and flourish on a regular basis? How do I make sure that I flow <sighs> on a regular basis? I make sure that I flow on a regular basis with this bad boy right here, my calendar. I will find myself all over the daggone place if I did not take the time to write out what it is that I'm supposed to be doing. And one of the things that I follow within my flow, you know, I have showed you, I have like these different colors and all that. Mm-hmm. And so one thing that I do is I follow Patrice Washington's Pillars of Wealth. And so my colors are in here and making sure that I'm, you know, aligning so I can feel like I'm out of sync or out of balance. And the only way for me to really, really know and check it is for me to write it. For me personally, is to write it down. I'm the <laughs> same way. Like I have to write it down. Exactly. And it, from a work perspective too, I consistently at the end of every night, I would of course look over my to-do list, carry over anything that I didn't, but then plan out the next day because I'm sure HR is not the only space where fires need to be put out all the time and you have to constantly switch priorities. But when you at least have a guide to help you on staying in flow, it's going to make a world of difference. Okay. So what is the number one takeaway you want people listening to walk away with? The number one takeaway that I want people to get that are listening Y'all, I'm going to say, take the time to learn yourself. When you learn yourself, fulfillment will follow. You have to know yourself first in order for you to achieve any type of fulfillment. Any way for you to achieve alignment is to know yourself, get to know who you are, what it is that you like and what it is that you dislike. And fulfillment and alignment will follow. That's so amazing. Oh, I love that. And then last but not least, how do people find you? How can they connect with you? Anything that you have going on in the near future? All of that stuff. So share. And then, of course, I'll put it in the show notes, too. Okay. Well, my handles for like Twitter, even though I'm more active on Instagram, my website even is uh, Vanice Consults. So that's spelling my first name, Vanice, and then the verb consults. Dot com. Uh, you can find me there for Instagram, as well as Twitter, as well as on my Facebook page, as well, Vanice Consults. On there, like I said, mentioned earlier, like I have a freebie that spells out the shoes. It's like find a career that aligns with your shoes. Mm-hmm. That is how you get your fulfillment is spelling out those, getting your shoes together first. And where and what can I, they grab that at? They can grab it if they go to, so they can go to my Instagram and it's like my link tree. And they just go ahead and just grab that. They'll just put in their email address and then it'll get sent to their email on that. Okay. So yeah. That's how they learn about me. 
interviews. And what I have coming up is I'm going to be relaunching Career Alignment Blueprint, my program for that. And that's going to be next year. So that way you actually have time to dive into it and everything. I haven't honestly picked the date yet, but I want to say that it's going to be early March. Okay. So definitely that, that way I have time to, you know, talk about it and promote it and let everyone know, hey, what it's all about. So Career Alignment Blueprint is coming up. If that's something that individuals are looking for, I'm your girl. Yay. <laughs> and I truly believe that you are going to be well in demand, especially with the way things are going. You know, people are having more of an opportunity to understand what they like, what they don't like, wanting to switch careers, whether it's a, a want or a force, right? There are a lot of roles that are being eliminated due to the pandemic and change in interest and all of that. So if you are in the market for a new job, go reach out to Vanice and hopefully her and I will be doing some sort of a series in the near future. So look out for that. (laughs) So good. Well, Vanice, thank you very much for being on the Flow and Flourish podcast. I truly appreciate you. Thank you so much, Nicole. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so glad that you had me. I enjoyed our time together. (laughs) I'm so honored to be a guest. (laughs) Thank you. Listen, was that not the bomb? Denise is so amazing. And as I mentioned in the beginning, she's worked with so many different individuals and organizations. So if you are feeling like something is off or you know that you're not in alignment with the current role that you're in, make sure that you reach out to her. In the meantime, I want to, of course, thank you again for tuning in to the podcast this week and make sure that you are subscribed that you are checking me out on Fridays for Flow Fridays because we're talking about all kinds of great things. Because the holidays are upon us, I want to make sure each and every one of you are practicing some self-care and making sure that you're not driving yourselves crazy. And I know that the numbers of COVID cases are on the rise. So please make sure that you stay prayed up, that you are meditating, that you're taking good care of yourself and that you're staying healthy. And until next week, I hope that this episode has been super helpful for you. Make sure that you reach out to me on social media. Again, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. You can send me a message through my website and just let me know that this is helping you. And please, please, please make sure that you share this with other women that you know need to hear this. Okay? Until then, I look forward to continuing to be your capacity coach and helping you create balance between your personal and professional life without ever having to sacrifice yourself, your family, and what matters most. Talk to you soon. Thank you.